I hate everything. <laughs> I'll start then. Okay. Yeah, all I feel is pain. You know, that wasn't actually planned out. No. That was really <laughs> I not planned out. thought you were going out. somewhere with that. I wasn't going anywhere with that. That, like, just came out the of my brain. side effect is pain. All right. That side is pain. Well, I don't see a problem with dating your second cousin. <laughs> Nate! Actually, well, I do have hot. a problem with that. I do have a problem with dating your second cousin. Let's be real. Um... Hi! Hi, Nate, that's JC. (laughs) Welcome to the studio. (laughs) Yo. Rush of ideas and just imagination and chaos. You know, you make things, you break things in the span of seconds just with your thoughts. Kinesthetic style, but only within the mind. Take a whole idea and like deconstruct it and then rebuild it in like a completely different way. Swimming in chaos. Welcome to I just can't even with myself right now. <laughs> let's go. Well, let's do it. Why do we get along despite having our polar functions? Being yeah, okay. Our so, polar elements for those of you who different. don't know, I have polar FI because I'm an ILE, ENTP, whatever. And Nate is an ENFP and he has polar TI. Well, yeah, as an IE. Yeah. yeah. And TI is my second function. Okay, I'm so I'm confusing myself of which, which system I should be talking in. Well, you're well, yeah. I just I, well, you can yeah. just change it up a bit. I mean, second function, yeah, creative, creative function, element, yeah, whatever. And um, FI is Nate's second function. So we wanted to talk about basically why do we get along despite the fact that maybe we almost shouldn't get along this well. <laughs> we shouldn't get along. Like, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, according to theory, maybe we shouldn't get along uh, this well. Well, what what are we called again in the interrelation, We're intertype called- relations? No, hold on. Comparative. We are the comparative. We are comparative. So, do, 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 do comparative partners talk about similar things, have similar interests, obey the norms of politeness and hospitality? Hold on. What's that? Kindred? After a while, these relations. After a while, these relations can become boring and stagnant. <laughs> I actually see that with uh, me with other ENFPs for sure. When comparative partners are on the same level in the hierarchy, they can coexist quite peacefully. Once one partner becomes superior to the other, they may have serious disagreements and conflicts. Ooh. Well, that's interesting. Maybe, maybe it has to do with. Maybe it's saying that like we think as though we are on the same level as each other, and that keeps the peace Uh, well that and we don't get jealous yeah okay honestly yeah it comes down to that like neither of us get jealous of people in general and we definitely don't get jealous of each other Um, oh yeah no this is like no reason for me yeah just like when we share the things that we do we're both like yes you know we're not gonna be like mentioned here too comparative partners looking the same look at the same questions from very different angles one partner feels as if the other is in their opinion trying to solve the same problem in an impractical manner (laughs) Moreover, partners are not happy to acknowledge each other's different point of view. Oh, this may cause some misunderstanding. Is this only for what kind of people is this? That's interesting because I don't think that we do that. I think it really does depend on... It depends on which types you're talking about, for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're both NE-based, so, like, of course we can see it from the other person's point of view you know like that's all we do look at all the points of view i mean generally from my own experience like i do not really have problems 
talking to ILEs. Like, I've never really had an issue with them. Although I would say that the most hilarious moments I would have is I barely get into arguments um, with the supposed debater type for some odd The debater. You know? Wow, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me debate you on that. <laughs> oh, apparently. Here's another one. I don't even know what website this is. I'm just some kind of website. And it's telling me. So when an IE says to his ILE friend, oh, what a beautiful suit. Did you put it on to impress that girl you mentioned last week? And then the IE would feel very awkward because relationships are a delicate subject to them. <laughs> Meanwhile, the IEE feels perfectly at ease voicing this subject. That's funny. That's funny. I mean, yeah, honestly, again, as, um, not again, um, as a polar FI and a three, I'm always moving away from emotions, moving, trying to disconnect. Plus, we've never really talked about, uh, I mean, we, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. Like, even I am not interested. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, the thing is that, like, as any doms, we don't care so much about, like, oh, how was your day? Or what's happening in your life? We care about like, like our thoughts, our big dreams, our next step. We care about, we do care about like TE and TI things, you know, like actionable things that we're going to do. But honestly, like, I don't think either of us have ever texted each other like, hey, so what are you doing? Like, we would never send that kind of text because like, it doesn't make sense to either of us. I guess I would say that in a theoretical setting, like what we're reading or what I was reading kind of applies, yeah. but as individuals who you literally you and then me, it, yeah, we have we get along basically on the basis that <laughs> basically on the basis of, um, I guess just mutual respect for yeah. the other person. Um, that and we're not clingy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Honestly, we do send each other a lot of messages, but I like <laughs> the the thing is that if. If, like, you send me, like, messages of, like, three different subjects and I only answer one of them, it literally doesn't matter. Like, it's not a big deal. And yeah, then, like, there's no pressure. Yeah, or, like, I send me. you something and sometimes you don't even, like, respond to that and you say something else. Like, that's totally fine with both of us. Like, it doesn't, like, it's not, like, neither of us takes it personally. And if someone doesn't answer, we're not the type to delete our messages I well okay well for that side I can say that with my background I was raised or conditioned to have the belief that once you let it out of your mouth it's out you can't take it back back. so I don't agree with it actually when I was being taught this by my parents I actually didn't agree with that philosophy because it felt very limiting Mm -hmm. but at the same time having had that framework it's early true, on though yeah yeah like it, it kind of made that knowledge the fe situation yeah for me it was also like a big thing of like we talked about this too before like just taking responsibility for everything that i've done or everything that happens to me like so if i said something i need to take responsibility for that even if i try to take it back i you can't take it back like the thing is you can't take words back you can grow you can learn from it but you can't act like it never happened That was very SI of me to say, (laughs) but yeah, like, yeah. Well, the thing is, is I think, cause I guess the opposite axis too would believe or feel as though that it doesn't really matter what you can or can't take back. The concept of taking it back is because you are going to double down with, you know, fixing that person's, I guess, perception of you, or if you did hurt them, you could fix it. I just think it was really funny just to see the perspective shifts because with my parents and how they believe and feel about can't taking things back, it's, almost well it reminded me that what you you get what you put out into the world Mm. right you you get what you throw in so like don't complain about it if sometimes you don't always get the best response because maybe you didn't fix your word right to get the message i mean comedy is all about timing 
Yeah, that's true. You need good timing for a yeah. joke to hit, for something to if resonate. If it doesn't land, yeah. then you got to apologize because yeah, it ruffled some feathers. I mean, that's the thing with roasts yeah. too, right? Especially if you out of context, it could right. hurt. You have to be roasting the right people and you have to have the right relationship with them to roast them. And oh, I think yeah. that is a big reason why ENTPs can be like jerks is because they can't measure that. Like, they don't know how <laughs> offended someone will be. So is it really roasting then when the whole thing is just accidental? Well, I think it's like they were trying to roast and what they did was they offended. And again, like, I have an older brother who is an ENTP. So growing up with him, like, seeing, like, the social things that he's messed up with just as a polar FI, like, it taught me because... Again, my FE is um, two-dimensional, so I could learn from that. I don't have to experience it directly. So he had to experience those things directly, but I got to just learn from him and then move on with my life. It's it was honestly nice. It's like there was a blueprint, and then it's like a manual of things what not to do, and also things to do. But yeah, oh, that that's actually pretty cool because I would say that a lot of my NTP, well, one of the NTP friends I do know. Well, maybe STP as well. I'll put him in the, in the mix here. You know, shout out if you hear it, if you're <laughs> listening. That with them, they're surrounded by a big family or families who were more, you know, expressive of their feelings, that they were allowed to. They weren't really shamed for being themselves. So there wasn't really a problem being open about their emotions. Yeah, there's a little problematic. Like one of them's an INTP, so inferior FE makes it makes them a little awkward. But it isn't completely, like, it's not a loss like a hopeless well, case. That's interesting because in my family, I grew up with my mom who's a FI Dom, and like there's a lot of encouragement to like say what you're feeling, but usually what I was feeling was wrong. It wasn't like the right social response to things. So right. I was encouraged to express what I'm feeling, but then if anything, it made me as I got older, like not want to express it. it like it, again, it made me better at masking it, made me better at denying what I'm really feeling, etc. And again, I'm a three, so it makes perfect sense that I ended up the way I am now. It's funny that you know that you mentioned because as you were telling me this I remembered the NTP that I know is a nine and he always mm-hmm. talks about numbing because he's just been allowed all these feelings and he, he himself puts it on himself the guilt and the feeling of being irresponsible with his own emotions so he numbs it even though the rest of the family are like yo you're fine <laughs> you're that's interesting okay. that's interesting I, I thought it was so funny because I'd be I mean that's the reason I laughed at him when he was all mm-hmm. emotional because not because I wanted to shame the guy but I thought it was kind of dumb for him to go into this shell when nothing in the outside fe let's say atmosphere well again that that sort of thing is interesting because like that could either encourage you to be more so like it or to reject it right so mm-hmm. like for example growing up like my parents gave me a lot of hugs but personally i'm not a big fan of personal like a physical touch right so as you get older that could either make me more open to it and like i want to hug more people because i was you know enlightened or it could make me more touch averse and like i'm kind of like that i don't really want anyone to touch me like i just like don't touch me i mean i don't i'm not like weird about it but like you know i'm not going to go up and hug anyone yeah yeah. I don't know. I'm like, uh, nah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember that one time I gave a person, I was feeling particularly beautiful that one day and I wanted to give yes. this person a hug <laughs> and I went for it. And then this person looked at me and they said, oh, in my culture, we don't like giving hugs because it's weird. And I'm like, oh. we're both Filipino. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> no, just, I don't know. no, what's funny is we're both Filipino. I'm like, where's, oh. what culture? <laughs> like my culture? <laughs> you mean? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You mean the one that also goes through my blood veins? The one we share. <laughs> like, what? Um, I, yeah, after that, it was just really strange. To the point where, at least, that I'm thankful that that happened, though. My seven's kicking in. Because, in a way, it did remind me that everybody is different. And there are people who are going to be open to your actions and people who aren't. 
right. and I'm okay with that happening because in a way everybody is different so you might as well I guess acknowledge it for what it is um but I, I also actually, get a, yeah sorry well, I get the confidence we're just saying well it's their loss if they don't want it yeah that's true and I want to touch on something that we talked about I think it either ended up in our video or Megan's video well I think it comes down to like both of us are we we make up for each other's like shortcomings you know like i i come to you with my fi dilemmas and it's like it's not a problem for you to like quote unquote solve them for me you know and if you come with me you're like hey i need your ti i'm like yeah sure and like you know it's not like a big deal because it's our strengths so we don't even see it as like a burden at least i don't and i'm sure you don't either so yeah we don't see yeah. it as a burden so plus, it's like yeah plus being around at least for myself growing up i purposely chose to surround myself with TI thinking right. folks uh, to the point where I kind of would say that I do feel a bit bad that I haven't been as, as exposed to TE. I mm-hmm. think like every now and then, especially when I do meet a TE person, I actually get really excited because I don't often interact with TE users right. on the daily. I actually surrounded myself with a lot of TE users, like high TE. So like, <laughs> so we switched in or stjs yeah exactly so that's that's <laughs> interesting but i didn't it's not like I, I did surround myself with quite a few like high fi users but mostly i had a lot of tj people near me like higher mm-hmm. te so i think it, it taught me how to interact with fi from like a i guess safer standpoint for me like you know like to like it's lower down their stack so it was able to slowly show me how to interact with it as well as the fact that yeah my mom's an infp my sister's an enfp like i was like dumped into the fi tank hellhole of fi yeah i mean but again my dad is an istp so i mean i had the ti also so it's like goodness i feel like that's fantastic to have and again yeah my brother was an entp so i think i honestly got like everything except we don't have any j's in our family (laughs) so there's that yeah, and again, an opposite with me as well because I'm the only P in my family. Yeah. So that's and a lot of my my aunts. Like, let's go extended. They're also a lot of J's, but a lot of anxiety disorder. So it's also mm-hmm. kind of I guess it goes hand in hand. Well, actually, interestingly for me, also like the fact that like I have no J's in my immediate family um, was interesting because growing up, I kind of imagined that this is normal because you know like what 75 percent of that whatever that statistic i might have mentioned this mm. in one of previous videos 75 percent of people are sjs or i don't know who made the stats or whatever but uh, i think it's still pre- i think it was pretty old like an ancient like wasn't it like, yeah Percy? but they, they say the basically Percy? there are yeah so there are a lot of sjs and just the fact that there were like none in my immediate family made it weird when i went out into like the real world where people aren't you know it's an ne fest at home and my dad keeps up perfectly fine he's used to it even though he's an istp but like you know the rest of us literally i thought it's normal to like be here and then you jump 20 steps to another spot and all of Mm -hmm. us are there but like going out to the real world people are like talk slower explain your thought process i'm like what like it boggles that my mind. That has been me for all my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, being told that I need to enunciate. Everyone if you're tells going, me. Yeah, if you have to talk, you have to be articulate and you have to talk like as if yeah. you're floating. And I can do that like during a speech and like a presentation, but yeah. like day-to-day speech, I'm like, dude, keep up. Like, honestly. What I had to learn Tagalog for when I was a kid because being raised here, it's almost, it's so easy for me to just absorb English. Mm-hmm. And... When you're reading something, especially like hard words in Tagalog, you, you tend to word it out slowly. 
mm-hmm. because it's, some of the long, words are really, really long. But my parents were like, well, you, ha- you can't just do that because sometimes the pronunciation of the word conveys the emotion that's required in it. Mm-hmm. So you have to also know how to read it fast. So you have to get it in your head that this word is going to sound like this because if you right. don't, you're going to mess it up. And I'm going... Yeah, totally give the P a pressure. Yeah, P is for pressure, of course. (laughs) P is for pressure. I love that. P is for pressure. Anyway, thank you for joining us on this episode of why we begrudgingly get along. And She has me at gunpoint. Yeah. This is why this is uh, the fire going on. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see you (laughs) in our next one. Bye. Bye.